All right, everybody, it is Hit Rewind, the off-season. What? Sort of. Uh, we're between seasons right now, so we're just going to be goofing off for the rest of the year, uh, doing whatever we want, especially with me potentially moving in a few weeks, and I don't know when I'll have internet again. So we're just going to be doing like these light, fluffy little uh, episodes where we decided to pick bands of the 80s, uh, John and I, and then Jacob and I are going to be picking bands of the 70s, and then probably towards the end, we'll start flowing into the 90s to warm you up for the new season, which starts in 1990. Yeah, I definitely have one thing for the 90s that I want to uh, want to do, and I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, well, we have some that kind of flow in 80s and 90s. Like we have, so what we do in this off-season kind of stuff is we're uh, we're going to be doing some of the teen movies for our other podcast. We got the beat, but. We are also going to be picking these bands. We do two per episode, so a lot of them, their heyday is the 80s, or like with Jacob, the 70s, but there's some that flow in two or three different decades, like Metallica and Megadeth, you know, they're, they broke through in the 80s, but they hung on for quite a bit longer, and, and still, I would say, like, Megadeth and Metallica are still noteworthy. I'm, um, seeing, I'm seeing Megadeth later in this month of September that we're recording. Oh, Nice. Um, so that'll be a nice warm up to connect to the nineties because you know their their tissue goes over like Anthrax. We could definitely do Anthrax because that's an eighties uh, and nineties band and you know beyond. Uh, so what we are doing in this episode? Sorry, it's awkward. I uh, I had way too much sugar at the same time. Uh, I'm nauseous and elated. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so let's start off. Uh, he flipped a quarter, so he's going first. We're going to start off with Oingo Boingo. So the concept is if you could get any band you wanted to to perform 10 songs of your choice and an encore, what's the band and what are the songs? So he's going to start off going through his entire list, and I'll go, and then we'll pick Devo, and I'll go, and then he'll go. All right. So for Oingo Boingo, I thought I would start off everything with uh, Where Do All My Friends Go? I just love just kind of like how it's a very slow start very very uh, just it's the vocals it's a great way to start something you just have you know you have Danny Elfman out there just you know just starting off with that little thing and then all the music kicks in and it's a nice bounce you know it's a nice boppy track and it's amazing yeah I think that would be a great way to start it you know then I would uh, have them go into Insanity a later uh, cut okay yeah, I don't have um, any of the later cuts. I stopped at the '87 album. Actually, I think that's about the latest I go. Well, I think it's like their last album anyway. But I didn't. Still. Did you listen to his new album? I it, the first few cuts aren't very good, and then all of a sudden it kicks in. I couldn't get past the first track, so I just I was done yeah. there. And it has there has to be a hook for me. Yeah, it's it's four where it starts to kick, and you're like, oh okay, this is more of the. I don't. It's like he purposely tried to do something completely different than what you already know. So I don't know what, who the audience is. Uh, pe- people that we uh, that we know that uh, don't necessarily listen to anything popular. Yeah. Uh, Dead Man's Party. Uh, then they go into No One Lives Forever. Uh, Only a Lad. Who Do You Want to Be? Just Another Day. And then something from an album that we didn't cover... Uh, running on a treadmill from nothing to fear. We didn't cover that album. We didn't do that album. Wow! If you guys listen to the show, we do a, a yearly choice selection of ten albums. We really didn't. I thought I chose every single one of their albums up and through '87, so I'm kind of surprised. No, we 
Yeah, we covered just about everything except that, and of course the uh, solo album. Yeah. But yeah, so Run On Treadmill, uh, Nothing Bad Ever Happens to Me. Love that track. It almost made my list. Yeah. Wild Sex in the Working Class. And then for the encore, Weird Science. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love mine then. <laughs> Why did you choose your final two tracks? I'm curious. Okay. Wild Sex in the Working Class is a fun is a fun track. I, I remember listening to that off of I had their like the greatest hits collections, one of the tracks I dug. I did for a little while I had Flesh and Blood on there because I loved it off the Ghostbusters soundtrack and you know, it's like that was on there and when it was at ten, uh I didn't have Weird Science on and it was the the listing was a little different, but it would it ended up being Dead Man's Party would would have been the encore. For okay, so you ch- that's what that was my encore. Because I assumed you were going to choose something else for your encore, so I'm switching mine out. The reason I chose Weird Science is, is uh, because they've never... I, don't, I really don't think they've ever done it live. Like, the minute they were done, he was ashamed of it. And he's, oh, yeah. he's, he says he's embarrassed by it. They never perform it in the concerts. Not even their final concert did they perform it. It's their biggest hit, and he says he wrote it on the way over to the studio, and he hates the video, and I'm just like, that'd be one great thing to add but I'm still on the wire because there was another song and it's a little too obvious that I want for my final song but fuck it I'm going with it well it's like what what works for it as being a closing song even if it because let, let's be honest I, I think we talked about it when when we were talking about the album it's like the song is a bit too long and it just keeps going there's a it, few of them like that yeah yeah and it's one of the songs where it's because of that way too long outro, you know, you that's a perfect way to close out a set. I mean, I've seen the band KMFDM live many times, and it's like you'll have basically as piece, as uh, parts of the song end, pe- the people will start leaving. You know, it's like okay, the uh, the drum the drum part's done. Okay, you know, vocals are done. We're just running the uh, running the sound. You know, the this little. Uh, little bit of feedback and guitar tone as it goes and just like as everything kind of ends people just kind of gracefully exit the stage and weird science kind of has that where you can just pretty much have the band leave and still have a little bit of little bit of the sound and like a you know someone in the mixing board echoing the you know bits and pieces right you know you don't have to have him on stage all by himself (laughs) saying shit the uh yeah, it's it's a shame that that's their biggest hit, and he never wants anything to do with it. So it's it's it would be nice to see that in concert. But um, like I said, I chose something different. So if that is your list, uh, I, if it's okay to go ahead with mine, go for it. All right. So I want to start it off with something that is a signature of their sound. Also, kind of gives you an idea of where Danny Elfman is going with his uh, you know composition work for movies. Um, and I want to start off with Nasty Habits. It's off their first album, and it really gives that da 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 It's kind of a fun, jovial party song. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And this is one that was never a hit. No one ever talks about it, but it is amazing live. When they do Reptiles and Samurais, for some reason, it just comes alive. And that's a pun intended, because on the album, it's fine. But when they do it at the show, I've seen it um, in some of their concert videos. It's just I don't know. There's some there's more energy to it. Okay, yeah, it's like I 
I'm not overly familiar with that song. I'm, which one? Which album was that one off of? I believe it was off. Uh, uh, no shit. Uh, the third one. Damn it. Um, okay. The one with "Wake it's... Up." It's 1984. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, good for your soul. No. Yeah. Thank you. It's. I'm yeah, pretty sure it's yeah. good for your soul. Um, the uh, and then by this, the, everybody's warmed up. They're ready to go for some kick-ass uh, epic song. So no spill blood. You're starting to bring in the epicness of their sound. You know, you're warming everybody up, and it, it involves the entire band. Because some of the songs they don't, enti- you know, really involve everybody. And this is everybody: the horn section, the backup singers, every instrument. Um, so I think it's a really like we've hit our stride. We're opening this up now. Okay, I can see that. Now it's time to kick some fucking ass, and it's who do you want to be? Here we go. Yes. That is a, that is such a, a great song. Yeah, and it's huge energy, but you got to come down a little bit because you don't want to burn the people out with too much slam dancing or whatever. <laughs> do people still slam dance? I'm sure they do. Um, oh, yeah. Wake Up, it's 1984, another epic song that's multi-layered. It includes everybody, but you bring it down a notch not to burn thing about, everything out. Uh, it's one of my favorite tracks. Um, and then it goes into No One Lives Forever, another one of those layered, uh, everybody involved epics. And, and I just love the themes. They're all telling these big stories. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. Well, that's the thing. Is I noticed with my with my uh, list, it's very Dead Man's Party. Uh, and I think mainly because that's probably the their perfect album, and almost everything on that just just bops so friggin hard yeah it's it's the most it's like you want energy anything from that album pretty much it's the first three or four really nail it and once they became successful he wanted to change their sound so their 87 album uh, b-o-i-n-g-o changes a lot of the tone and feel of it i don't like it as much so that's why you see predominantly the first half of their career on this in this concert um then I want to I want to drop it down quite a bit and into more uh, somber, methodical pain, you know, and then uh, into gratitude. Gratitude is one that I don't think anybody really talks about. I knew it. That's the first uh, song I knew by them because it was on the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Okay, yeah, it's like that's a good that's a good one. That's a very good one. And then uh, we're still kind of dipping low. We want to get to the end and build back up. So we got flesh and blood. If we're going back into the layered, everybody's involved again. Not too uh, somber. It's got a mix of you know the the faster beats, but mixed with more delicate uh, lyrics. And then I want to finish off with "Try to Believe," which is one of their later cuts, and it's just a huge sound. And I'm a huge fan of um, "Midnight Run." And they use the score that was originally born in this song, that horn section they use in that movie. Hmm. It's okay. a really big, hopeful song, and I really enjoy it. And then for the encore, it's cliche, but I love "Goodbye, Goodbye." Oh, not a bad, not a bad choice, or even a bad, bad thing. Because that's I the one definitely... that, like you said, can wander off at the end and kind of, you know, everybody kind of fades away and it gives them time to enjoy the concert as they're walking away. They don't really need to see it because Goodbye, Goodbye is a long fucking track. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's always the, the strength of a closing song is kind of it leave you're able to leave and have 
let let everything kind of settle over you. Let let the night, you know, end. Yeah. In in such a way that you you can be tired from from dancing or headbanging or whatever it is that you're doing, but it's just like you're left, and it's like the catharsis of of that exit. I wanted to add one track, but I thought it was so stupid of me to add it because it's only, <laughs> I swear, it's like a minute long. It's the theme from the Fast Times TV show from 1986. Did, I love that track. And it's not on any of their albums because I believe it belongs to Universal and not to them. Um, boo. Well, that could that could be their intro song. Yeah. You know, like... yeah. Or you could combine it with Goodbye, Goodbye because they're both from Fast Times or My High. Okay. That could work too. That was one that I wanted. I was like, it's just too short. It's not worth it. So that is the it on the Oingo Boingo. I actually kind of like these speed episodes. We already got through half of it, and it's only at 13 minutes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so I get to start off with this one. So the next band is Devo, and I am going to start off with a track. I've seen them live. So I'm cheating. You've never seen Oingo Boingo or Devo, right? No, no. Uh, Oingo always... Boingo broke up like when we were god kids i think i was 17 when they were finally done and what you were 11 i think probably yeah they, they stopped in 94 okay 13 then. okay 13. um we're really uh well, hold on a second okay yeah so we're three years apart sorry um so devo i got to see in 2011 up in portland i can't remember the, the hall i saw them but it was i was shocked okay. that they or were the, some for the something for everybody tour yes and uh albert something hall albert Schweitzer hall i can't remember but um it uh it was absolutely packed and i did not expect that i thought oh these guys are has-beens there's gonna be nostalgia just because you know warner brothers is pushing this album no it was completely sold out they came back over and over and over again for the next two years performing all over that area and they always sold very well. And I saw people of every generation. I could not believe. And I don't even know why they even bothered having an opening band because no one cared. They, these guys are just goofing around and whatever, like kids. I guess that's why, because they thought they were cute or something. They should have just blown the doors off and just been Devo because they gave a two and a half hour concert. And these guys were probably pushing 60 or more by then. Yeah, but I. Let's see. They haven't released any new material since. Well, since that, um, no, it was like uh, something else for everybody. Yeah, right. And that was just leftover like, tracks. They did yeah. uh, that theme a couple years later for Monster Man on Sci Fi Channel. Um, oh. I feel like they did release another single. They did one about Mitt Romney somewhere in there. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure. It's like I'm pretty sure they still tour. So I'm. I'm hopeful to get a chance to see it. I don't. I do believe it's over. They're now just doing like one-offs here and there. They might go to like Lollapalooza or something like that, but they can't. They've lost half their band uh, already, mm. and they're pushing seventy. And so I think that they're basically done with the tours. Um, but they are unbelievable, even with them, uh, you know, in their age or whatever. They still just have a, a great visual show. And so the first track that they play. Sorry, I'm wandering off the ranch a little bit, but uh, the first track is fresh. And that's what they opened with when I saw them. And they have this huge screen behind them. And the song just works so well with what they're showing you on the screen. Okay. And then uh, we go into uh, What We Do, which is how they... This is this follows a little bit like the way I saw them live. Because they knew they needed to push the new tracks. 
And I Something for Everybody might be my favorite Devo album. I just love it so much. I won't say it's my favorite, but it was definitely... I think it's probably of their stuff, if not their strongest album, but like third strongest, second strongest, maybe. Yeah. Like it's it is a hell of an album. They really pick up like with a lot of dance tracks, but it also has a lot on its mind. Yeah, it it's de- this. Hey, everybody who uh, listened to our mixtape album uh, mixtape series. Yes, this is a this is a great album. You can check it out. Yeah, uh, and, and this is after some decades where they just went off to do movie stuff. You know, they do singles for like Super Cop and stuff like that, and they were just doing movie scores. It's because their last two albums were complete and absolute flops, and they're hard to listen to. And I think that they just needed to walk away for a while, and then realize nostalgia for them was coming back. They were more than a one hit wonder, so. All right, so I'm taking too long here. So the third one is a classic track, which kicks a lot of ass. I always like to open up a concert with a big uh, rocking track on the third one. I think that's when you really warm up an audience. And Freedom of Choice is one of their most powerful songs and catchy. So I wanted to go with that one. Um, Bring it down a little bit with Mr. Mr. B's Ballroom. I think that's a highly underrated track that no one really talks about. Um. Then I go into Here to Go, which is also from the Something for Everybody. Um, and then go for another B-side classic track with Pity You. And no one ever talks about Pity You. Um, most of the stuff off of the Oh No, It's Devo and... Um, uh, damn it. What's the 1984 album that you didn't really care for, but I did? I'm having I'm getting old man disease oh, here. Shout. Wait, wait, wait. Shout. Yeah. No, Shout was later... I thought it was 84. I'm not sure, pretty sure it's 84. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. right. right. Um, so Pity You, and then Time Out for Fun, which I absolutely love from Oh No, It's Devo. Um, then drop to a really old school from the original album, Praying Hands. I think that song fucking kicks ass. Okay. All right. Um, that's good. Also off of Oh No, That's Devo, and that's how I fell in love with the band. Uh, that's the track they played on Square Pegs, and I got to tell them that. It was like, I, you know, I, beyond Whip It, um, you know, for a long time I didn't know anything about you guys until I had seen a rerun of Square Pegs like in the middle of the night on TV land. And that's when I fell in love with it. Um, I want to end it on something a little more somber, which, and it's a really deep song for them, is Beautiful World. That's a great song. But I don't want to leave everybody kind of moping. I want to kind of leave it on a cliffhanger there and then come back with a very important song that I think kicks a little more ass is Later Is Now off of something for everybody because... Um, it really has a good message, but also is a good way to, you know, it's a it's a more uh, bouncy track. Alrighty, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have. I apparently am copying you at least on our opener because I also have fresh to open it. It's a pretty good intro track. It's either that oh, or like one yeah. where they have to say, uh, "We're Devo," you know, something to tell you who they are. Yeah. Well, that was part. When we were originally setting up the list for these things, especially on on my end, I started. I'd gotten through Megadeth and Metallica. I, you know, had set my list there, and I was gearing all this and all these things to the eighties, and that yeah. was it. And then I, when I got to Debo, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want some of these other songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm going, can I? 
dip into the 70s and then you gave then you basically said you open the floodgates to everything so then i had to redo all my lists right we're just we're kind of just picking the bands that their heyday or their breakthrough kind of thing is is a certain decade so my diva list did totally get fully reworked yeah once it's that, funny once both of us opened up with fresh and i assumed you were going to start with uncontrollable urge which is like their but I think before Freshes was their go-to opening track because it just really, oh, you know, just it's a big blasting here we are kind of track. Yeah, and you know what's funny? That's my second track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it wasn't the one I was going to open with necessarily, but uh, I want I did kind of want to throw Uncontrollable Urge in there at some point if if the seventies opened up, and then once you again they went, oh no no, Fresh is the opener. <laughs> but yeah, Uncontrollable Urge totally uh totally kicks everybody's ass because it's such a fast kind of punk rock track yeah people forget they were a punk band first then we uh go down to time out for fun oh yay now so now you start getting people to dance and everything and then my next one is a slows it down a bit working in the coal mines okay okay i tried to stay away from the covers i don't know why but because uh, they were kind of notorious for doing their version of certain covers but it is a really good one yeah and it definitely it it feels like it's a good live song too just to kind of it's upbeat and everything but it's also a little more restrained considering a lot of their other stuff but then going to snowball from Uh, freedom choice snowballs yep or wait snowballs or snowball no snowball why don't i remember that one so yeah which, which one album is Snowball off of? Uh, Freedom of Choice. Oh, I'd have to listen to it again. I don't know. I, how can I sit here and talk about my two favorite bands and yet I'm confused <laughs> on a song? I feel like an idiot. Let's see. Well, then we go into Through Being Cool. Oh, great track. Great video. And then from uh, one album that I, I really suspect you wouldn't have expected me to put anything from, but uh, The Fourth Dimension. Uh, you know, that was almost on mine. I love that one. Um, and Patterns, those two almost made it. And then I got Post Postmodern Man. Wow, one of the very Steve. last tracks. Oh god, I love I love this song. I think it's such it's such a funny, hilarious song. Have you seen the video? It's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, one of those that 87 album is so bad. There's really nothing to be gathered from it. But the 91 is a little bit better, but I really think that that's the only like yes, this is the track from this album. There's really nothing else I want to put on a like a best of list. Yeah, I, I, I am a. I think I'm one of the few people who, and I say it in a kind of a begrudging way. I like Smooth Noodle Maps, but I don't. It's definitely not an album that's my favorite, or I would, I would cut you know overly push, on people. Yeah, I, I kind of think it's like, yeah, it's. I don't think it's as bad as people want to say it is. I don't think it's as. I don't think it's going again. Definitely not anywhere near their best best work but post postmodern man is definitely the highlight of it yeah, yeah. Been... then from there we go to beautiful world and then freedom of choice and then when we come back for an encore we do the tank girl version of girl you want nice complete with the female vocalist from Okay, so Devo have, is doing the 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 instrumental. The music, okay, okay. The instrumental and and I, I would say probably you know you probably have some back you know Mother's Bob does backing vocals or something. Yeah. 
I thought about Gates of Steel too. What almost made your list for Oingo Boingo and Devo? Let's see. Gates of Steel almost made it on on my list. Uh, Secret Agent Man. I was thinking about it, and then it just you know how kind of how discordant their early stuff is. It it just didn't feel like it would flow well at a concert. Yeah, some of the tracks are great, but like Jago Homo um, live is so long and it really loses steam. I've seen it when they were performing at Lollapalooza, I think, 96, and it's just, it doesn't play well like the rest of the tracks. Yeah, and as for Boingo Boingo, I almost had uh, Wake Up, It's 1984. Stay was on my list a few times. It was like one of the, it was if not the last track, it was like the second to last before an encore. And God, what was else? There was something... I don't know. There, there was one other one that, that kept jumping in. and Well, I, I did say Flesh and Blood. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about uh, Human Rocket as well for Devo. But that, I don't think, is going to perform well live. I I've, I've see, I went to a club uh, where they played it, and it really kills. But it has to be kind of one of those slow groove kind of things. It was a club slash arcade called Ground Control in Portland. And uh, they were playing that, and it just goes so well when you're kind of chilling. Yeah, I can see that. Where it's like a little more of intimate setting, so they're not going to you're not you're not there to blast and get the audience right. Totally pumping. It's you can you can kind of play with play with how you know the highs and lows a little bit a little bit easier. Yeah. Alright, so that is our list. Uh next episode we'll be talking about is Megadeth and Metallica, which is gonna be so hard for me. Metallica they spread their albums out. Megadeth has like I feel like they have twice the amount of albums. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm very very much wanting to add a track that everybody fucking hates from Megadeth. They said they almost ruined their career. <laughs> it's from a movie, and I I love it. Oh. <laughs> I could guess I could take a guess which one. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you, but yeah, I mean I'll tell you off air. But uh, I know okay. people hate this track, and I <laughs> love it. All right, so that is it. Check us out on Facebook under Hit Rewind, and check you out where on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, musician, M-Y-U-Z-I-S-H-I-O-N. I also am on Twitch. You and Same I name. you and I should go get raspberry pies, or you need to come and visit me, or I need to come and visit you, and we do some live uh, uh, gaming of some old school stuff. Like, let's just go A through Z of every single game from some of these weirdo consoles. You know, that way we're not on it forever. <laughs> but I am tempted with the Genesis because there was some strange shit on there. That would that'd be fun, and I do have a console that will. I have well, two consoles that allow me to stream directly from it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my Raspberry Pi will stream online, and I can connect to you. I think. Hmm. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out later. But uh, that'd be fun, kind of just to check out these games and decide if they're not. You know, you want to bail immediately or stick it, <laughs> stick it out. All right. So uh, that is everybody. Have a good night. Later, guys. Or if it's a morning, whatever. Go have a coffee. Enjoy your day. <laughs>